What's up, family? What's up? So f***ing culty. What's up, listeners? Hello, listeners. (laughs) Hello, friends. Greetings, humans. Fellow humans. You were raised to believe the world was black and white. But what if it isn't? What if the rigid belief system you have never questioned is wrong? What if the world is actually a lot more gray? This show is for the seekers, the explorers, those brave enough to step outside of certainty and question everything. Join your hosts as they sit across from the world's leading thought leaders, visionaries, religious gurus, entrepreneurs, philosophers, and more to tackle difficult topics. You don't need all the answers to find meaning in life, but you should be free to ask all the questions. This is Figuring It Out. Welcome to our first host-only episode here on Figuring It Out. What's up, guys? What's up? What's up? So uh, we are, I mean, first of all, all drinking something. Yes. Um, Cheers. Just to make this a little bit more interesting. Cheers. 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 Uh What's in that, Eric? Whiskey. Just whiskey? (laughs) Just drinking whiskey through a straw? Uh, And Dr. Through a straw. (laughs) Keeping it classy. It's just it's just a jug of alcohol. <laughs> so we thought it would be cool to start off the show with a way for everybody to kind of get to know us a little bit better. So we have put together a few different segments that we're going to be using throughout the show during the interviews. And we figure why not put ourselves through this uh, before we put some of our guests through it. So what do we got? What do we got first? So the first thing I was thinking we could talk about is really like our first sledgehammer moments, like the moments where we think we have everything figured out and then something in life happens and uh, you feel completely lost. Like, I don't know what I'm talking about, what I'm doing. I think that's just my 20s, like the whole decade. <laughs> you're not even just, you're still in your 20s? Yeah. yeah. We, yes. Well, I mean, okay, <laughs> barely. I'm hanging on by a thread in my 20s. You like to remind me of it, though. Well, that's because you're old. Mm. So. Jesus. <laughs> Eight months, she's, guys. Hey, she's Eight in her months. 30s and I'm in my 20s. Episode okay? one, the last episode. Um, okay, so I guess we'll start with uh, the eldest among us. Yeah. Wow. I'll just go first. Um, just out of respect. Time? What's the first time that you felt completely out of your depths? Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Everything I thought I knew is no longer there. Honestly, I think I'd probably go back to when we lived in Fresno. Whenever you were starting to question everything. I remember like having like a freak out moment of like, I never thought I would face this. And then I remember buying you DVDs, the, the Case for Christ DVDs. Lee Strobel, shout oh, out yes. to Lee. This I episode remember- is brought to you by Lee Strobel and <laughs> The Case for Christ. I do Strobel, so Strobel, 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 for Strobel. sure. That tells me how 100%. little you research. Yeah, I didn't know who, who was the author. But anyways, so I remember sitting on the couch on Naomi at our house in She Fresno. bought me the trilogy, by the way. I did. Case for Faith, Case for Christ, Case for Creator. I did. That's what a great wife I was. So I just remember sitting there and me turning it on and then... We started watching it. I don't remember if you paused it or I paused it, but then you asked, you looked at me and asked me the question. I just remember being like, it was such an aha moment of like, I don't know. This guy was supposed to fix all the answers because I don't have the answers. And even though I was raised in religion, I still at that point was 100% bought in. But it was the first that I just remember realization of like, I am living my life for something that I don't have the answers to. I'm still looking for somebody else to answer those hard questions for me because I don't have the answers for it. Yeah, you're still operating from the position of, I know these base level truths to be absolutely true. So I just have to give Travis 
the evidence from somebody who mm-hmm. understands why they're true, yep. but don't ask me because I have no idea. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it definitely still took me obviously several years before I actually deconstructed that, but I just well, that being the first time of realizing <clears throat> I didn't have the answer. And to be fair, just to save my name a little bit here. <laughs> it's not like I was like actively trying to discourage you from no, doing anything or anything like that. It was just, I think it, I think it was just we had a conversation or something, and it came up, and then you were well, it's because you don't want to go to church at, on Sunday nights. That's what was started oh, all of it. That's what it was yeah, because yeah. I had to go to church because I was working at the church, and yeah. you didn't want to go. And I was like, but why wouldn't you want to go to church? Yeah. But then you started being so logical about, it, and I was like, oh, all those reasons make sense. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, Sunday night church was just like a a deal breaker for me yeah. at some point because <laughs> it just it started to it started to make less and less sense to me. So growing up for context. We had church Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. And so when we first moved to Fresno, we just like a year into our marriage, two, maybe two years into our marriage, something like that. And Jackie worked at the church. I wasn't working at the church. And so she had to go to church Sunday nights because she worked at the church and that was one of the requirements. Um, and I remember sitting on the couch in my boxers watching football on a Sunday, just like chilling out. God, you're so cliche. Well, that's, that's how it was. <laughs> and, uh, and what, cause I had never really been able to do that because we were always in church all day Sunday, you know? And I was like, Oh, this is pretty cool. I can come home and like sit on my couch, enjoy my TV, watch some football. And then Jackie comes in and was like, okay, we got to go to church. And I was just like, but it, was the church. it was the, it was the soul winning. Well, so, so yeah. So what happened? No, no, it wasn't. Yeah. Cause it was so many. Well, but, like, but that night it was a meeting. There was a nursery workers oh, okay. meeting. So like, so that night we, oh, we yeah. get, so I was like begrudgingly threw on a polo and some like khakis or something. We go to church. And that night, instead of a regular service, it was like a nursery workers meeting. So Jackie leaves because she's working the nursery. So she leaves. There's probably like, I don't know, maybe 20 of us left in, in the, um, in the actual service. Uh, the pastor goes, leads the nursery workers meeting and they had like a volunteer from the church. Very nice guy. I'm not trying to say anything mean about him, but he was not a public speaker. He lives, he was the janitor at the church for like 30 years. So they wanted him to speak about servant, like being a servant or whatever. So he gets up and it was the most boring thing that I could ever remember sitting in. And for the first time since college, I fell asleep in the service. So I'm like sitting there with my, with my hand kind of on my face, like that, just like trying to be engaged in some sense. I fall asleep and I wake up just kind of one of those like weird wake up moments where you're just like, where am I? What? Oh yeah, I'm in church. And you're just like wiping the sleep out of your eyes, trying to like make sure nobody saw you just dead asleep in the middle of the service and just dawned on me right then and there. I was like, why am I here right now? I'm literally only here to keep up pretenses with people in the church. So they don't think that I'm like a slacker and they don't give Jackie a hard time for her husband, not being at church with her. Cause she has to be here for, for, um, because she works here. And so, cause you know, Jackie wasn't there. I was by myself. I fell asleep. I didn't get anything out of the service. It was completely boring. And I was upset. I was there it was the whole thing. I was just like, what is, what, why am I still doing this? Like I am at this point, a full grown man with a mortgage and bills that I'm paying. I can't, I can't keep doing this. Yeah. So yeah, I think we had a conversation about it and then it kind of led to some of those things. Yeah. So I know we're going to talk a lot more and are you literally writing an essay? Jeez. Are you answering an email right now? Nope. Okay. Come on. Hey, come on. Hey, Skype. Okay. Go. Jesus. Skype. Okay. So, so obviously, I mean, obviously I think we're going to talk a lot more like 
it's challenging navigating deconstruction with a spouse. And um, we've talked about that, I think quite a bit in other shows, but for you, what was kind of your big sledgehammer moment? We're like, this doesn't make sense to me. There are so many, but I, I feel like it was the first time that I got into the workforce because quite literally everything up. What? <laughs> what is that? You, your lips made a really funny thing. Sorry. My lips made a really funny thing. He said, when I entered the workforce. Entered. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, go. You said it like it was a branch of the military. Like, well said, when I entered the Jackie. workforce. Sorry. Your lips make really funny things. <laughs> no, did you not see your that? Your lips yeah. make really that. funny. It was really weird. Okay, I, go. Was... I had never really had a real quote unquote job up to that point. And so for the first time, I was actually forced to spend time with people that didn't have the exact same worldview that I had. And I had always been taught that it was impossible for these people to be good people that outside of God or Jesus or the church or the Bible or any of those things that it was just, it it was impossibility. It wasn't just improbable. It was like, you know, love comes from God. God is love. And if you don't have God, you don't know what it means to love. You're incapable of it. Correct. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not even something that exists. And so when I started getting around people that I was from, all evidence in their lives that they were living good lives and they were impacting the world around them. They had family and friends that they loved and cared about. Um, they were doing good things or up to something that was making a difference in the world or whatever it was. It's just at the time was just, it didn't, it didn't really compute to me. It was, it was like, wait a second, you can't cuss and drink and then also be a good person. That's not how it works, you know? And it was just uh, the initial um, kind of shock factor of getting to know people outside of my own worldview that I viewed as being like, oh, this is like, these are great people. You know, I would spend time with them. I would hang around with them. And I, I, I don't think that they're, that they're bad. The only thing that makes them quote unquote bad in my mind are these things that are, are are not even like explicitly talked about in the Bible, you know, like these these other uh, uh, elements that are more preferential and that are highly debated depending on the denomination that you're in. You know, like those were the things that I was looking at and I was like, well, this doesn't seem to be like an inherently bad thing. I just think that it's bad because I'm programmed to believe that this person is a bad person because they don't believe everything that I believe. So for me, that, that was a really big one, uh, was, was coming to the workforce for the first time. Uh, but then, you know, after that, it just kind of kept happening. That, that was when I kind of just kept it to myself. I didn't really say anything, um, to anybody. So I just kind of internalized all the thoughts and thought that I would just come back around eventually. And obviously that didn't end up happening. Like you, I was told so long, like, you know, people outside of the church are scared and, mean and cruel and incapable of truly loving anybody. Like I remember hearing that. Well, sorry to interrupt you. It, it was like in, inside of the, inside of the church, inside of the way that we grew up, it was not even, it was so abstract because they were just like, if you don't find yourself in the center of God's will, you will be a miserable person for the rest of your life. And that scared the crap out of me. Cause I was like, that sounds like a horrible existence on earth to be miserable for the rest of my life. So let me, 
desperately try to find out Sign me up. this abstract idea yeah. of what God's will is. Like, what does that mean? How do I find that? How do I know if I'm in it? How do I know if I'm not in it? Constant like, fear that you weren't in it. <laughs> yeah, and it's a it's a it's a uh, uh, <clears throat> self overcoming objection to right. the entire idea because, like, oh, if you're unhappy, that has nothing to do with your religion or spirituality or God, that just means that you're not spiritual enough and you're not close enough to God because you're not in God's will. So you just need to figure that out. Once you figure that out, then you're going to be happy. Yeah. It's not a problem with the foundation or the belief system. It's found it's, it's a problem with you and you need to figure out what God's will is for your life. And if you are, if you don't go to church, you're not saved and all these other things, you clearly can't be in God's will. Therefore you must be miserable. And so when I got to know these people and saw that like, they don't seem like they're that bad off, especially compared to the people that I knew in the church that I knew to be miserable. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, there's, this is clearly not the thing that, that, you know, dictates whether or not you live a happy or fulfilled life. But that's the thing that was, yeah. I mean, that's the thing that was tricky for me is that I started seeing that split where it was like, there's people I know are miserable and hate their life and aren't acting in a way that's, right you know what i mean and and, or like they don't drink but they seem to kind of be the dick (laughs) you know what i mean like they're judgmental and rude to people for no reason that they don't even know like that seems like being that seems worse to me than like getting a tattoo or whatever yeah yeah Yeah. it it it, for me the best way i can explain is like i you know when i deconstructed and said like i'm leaving christianity like I had a pastor say, Oh, you focused on the bad things. Um, and I think working backward from that statement of like, Oh, you focused on the bad. So you only saw the bad. So you're reacting to what you focused on, which is the bad. And I look back at my life and I look at, you know, the abuses and the cover ups, like with myself, with other people, with, you know, then going into ministry and, you know, making 11 grand in a year or going into, um, getting fired because I don't want to pray around an American flag for Donald Trump to win as president, you know, as presidency or getting, you know, seeing very abusive people get one counseling session and they're back in a position of power. Like for me, it felt like the bad things seemed to be focused on the epicenter I was in, which is the church. And so for me, like the sledgehammer was a, it was a long swing, you know, and a smash of just like, I'm going from denominate like independent Baptist to Southern Baptist to ministry to being a kid in the ministry to more, you know, liberal churches, more conservative churches. And it seems like this stuff's following me. And so for me, it came to a point where I was like, if we're claiming this absolute truth or this like transformational religious experience, why are we acting not only the same as everybody else, but like worse? <laughs> like, like Hollywood saw we have a predator, Me Too movement happens, we start addressing it, you know going full bore on this church two came two years later, (laughs) like the church was behind. And it seems like if there is some kind of supernatural morality that's coming in, that would be cleaned up way ahead of time. And the church is consistently behind the curve. So for me, like my sledgehammer moment was just seeing it not add up in real time for years and not being able to reconcile that anymore. Yeah. That's the point. I think that it got to for all of us is when you can't reconcile it anymore, when you can't, when you can't draw the uh, conclusion from something that happens, it's just like, this isn't quite adding up at this point. I don't, and I don't know how to unsee it. Yeah. You know, That's like the you exact see it, you, you can't, can't unsee it, it. Yeah. you know, but well, now that we're at such an upbeat, uh, <laughs> point, yeah, cheers to that. Huh? Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, let's talk a little bit about first and worst experiences because we're t- we're hitting <clears throat> on all these memories. First and, and there worst. may be some crossover. So let's we play need a jingle uh, for first and worst. Get your guitar. First and uh, worst. But, but, we'll do, <laughs> um, but yeah, let's let's we'll do a quick game of first and worst. Uh, let's kind of talk through some of our experiences first. First experience and then worst version of that experience, and uh, we'll start with you. Um, let's go first and worst memory. First memory and worst memory. Oof, we're gonna go. We're gonna go uh, pretty dark on this one, I guess, huh? Um, <coughs> I guess so. Worst memory. Yeah. I mean, that's dark. That is very. I thought that's true. That is okay. Dark. First, sure. first memory of existing is a difficult question to answer. I was going to say that's really I remember one time uh when I was like 3 or 4 this is definitely not my first memory but this is the first thing that's popping into my head right We're now. We're literally not doing the rules of the game. I remember when I was like 2 two and a half, some somewhere in there. Uh we're living in Lake LA with my grandparents at the time. And I remember spilling milk on the counter. And, uh, I think it, I think it was my grandma who, she was a great grandma, but at this particular memory, I just remember her like being really mad at me for like spilling this milk. And I just remember feeling really sad about that. Oh, it's such a sad memory. This is dark. <laughs> this is dark. And I literally cried over spilled milk. So after she finished beating you, about, uh, what's, so what's your worst memory? Or is that it? So, because that's pretty bad. <laughs> so worst memory, I mean, it's got to be when uh, we went through everything with your dad. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, either that or when we found out about our miscarriage. Oh, yeah. That was a pretty one. rough one. I think that one made it worse because it was like, it was such a high to to such a low because it it wasn't, it wasn't a regularly scheduled checkup that we found out. It was, we were trying to go in and figure out the sex of the baby. So it was like one of those, yeah, third party companies that does a 3d ultrasound and you walk in and there's like little stuffed animals there that you can get and put the baby's heartbeat in there and stuff. And, and I just remember her looking around for it and we could tell something was wrong because she was like looking for a while. And then she told, she told us that she couldn't find a heartbeat. And so, um, that I just remember that being just like a, yeah, we're going to find out what, you know, gender. And then it was like, Oh, I guess we're going to spend the next three or four weeks going through a nightmare of a DNC process before, yeah. um, everything eventually finally subsided with that. Um, and then Jackie had to do blood treatments for a year afterwards um, because of the type of miscarriage it was. So that was that was pretty crappy. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. Yeah. All right. How about you, Eric? Man, be with that spilled milk. Trying to think of this episode format and uh, how we got to this moment. Uh, no, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, for me, my first memory very clearly. I mean, like when I because I think first memory you push back as far as you can remember. And like get to that. And like, I think honestly, my first memory I always think of is watching a black and white Errol Flynn, you know, Errol Flynn. No, no. Insert clip of Errol Flynn here. Um, But he was like, he was like the romantic leading man of like the thirties. And um, I remember very vividly watching a scene from one of his movies. And I remember the scene. I remember what it was, but I just remember like my mom watching it and me watching it and like, just thinking about like 
oh, this is cool. Like, how are they doing this? Like, what is this? You know, like, and from like the, that's, it's funny. My first memory is like a movie memory because like, obviously like, I think that influenced my creative side a lot, but I just remember thinking like, oh, that's cool. Like, that's cool. Someone can do this. And like, that's my earliest. I was probably four or five. Um, I don't really remember anything before that. Um, but I don't know if maybe I blocked out something yeah. bad before that, but like, I don't remember anything until that moment. Yeah. Like, that's when I feel like I kind of like woke up to like, this is life. Um, that's my happy early memory. Uh, no, I, I, I think my worst memory is, I mean, there's probably two. I think the, the, the first one I can think of would be in high school, like realizing like, oh, my bubble burst and like, oh, there's bad people in my denomination, which I just couldn't fathom at the time. Um, that for me was really hard. And I think seeing my relationships fracture with like people that were like family and actual family was hard. Um, I think, you know, I think our miscarriage was probably the, another one like that. But I think that was compounded with, aside from that being traumatic, like we were traveling as missionaries at the time. We were in a third world country, like we're getting in a car driving to a third world hospital with like one light bulb that works in the lobby. Half the ceiling is gone. You can see the sky from inside, you know, and can't understand what the doctors are saying. Like that was a lot. Um, and I think the other layer of that is like trying to communicate that with people who were outside of it, who just didn't seem to process that it was a scary moment. You know what I mean? Like, I remember calling somebody uh, who I actually used to work for. I remember calling and him being like, yeah, that must be really tough for your wife. And I was like, that's tough for both. <laughs> like, yeah. that's a really hard thing. Like, I'm just acknowledge this, this is you know? a tough situation. Yeah. And so that was really hard. Um, but I think, I think for me, like that would be the two that come to mind, like instantly kind of going through that. Jackie. First memory. I don't know how old I was, but I remember living in my grandparents' house in Canyonville. And I remember climbing up like these logs that they had that for like, I, th- I would assume it had to be firewood, but I feel like they were like long, skinny logs from what I can remember. But I remember like playing in it and climbing on and getting a uh, sticker in my hand. And I remember my grandpa's getting his little pocket knife out and me being so brave and sitting there and him getting the sticker out of my hands. Jeez, you guys, traumatic grandparents. I know. <laughs> no, he helped that was me. Positive. He that was that was a positive, positive thing. I remember, and he sure. told me I was so brave. I remember sitting on his lap in the rocking chair and him getting it out of my hand and feeling like I was so super brave, brave for Jackie. that. Was so brave. So brave, Jacqueline. Um, <laughs> I think you still feel proud of yeah. that I did. moment. I did. That's good. That's good. good. Yeah. Um, worst would definitely be my dad dying. I just remember yeah. that like last couple hours just watching him breathing and then the breath getting like i mean i feel like at the end it was like a minute in between so there'd like, be yeah there was several it was where i was like times it was, where it was like that was the worst part was just like not knowing like i don't know anybody's taken anybody off life support but that's but they told us that going into it it was like it could be in, instant yeah or it could be like hours and it was it was a full did, 24 yeah. hours yeah I it was think, over probably. a day i think yeah, yeah over a day where and i just remember watching where i started watching the pulse on his neck yeah just seeing like when that stopped and then even then still not feeling like but he's not actually gone. Like yeah. I remember just being like very much. And then the realization of like, Oh no, like that's, that's it. Yeah. Like, and then where do you go from there? 
Yeah. That was we went to like Applebee's from there. Sure. I do. I do remember that on the drive home. Yep. And I got Applebee's a huge something? ice cream sundae. Yep. It was Applebee's. I don't know why we stopped at Applebee's driving home to Fresno. Well, to Madera. There's not much from Lodi, Lodi. to yep. Fresno. Yep. Yeah. So that was really deep. Can we go on to something? Well, this has not been fun. Deep. Let's yeah. play Twister. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, let's pick this up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, let's not be – we'll trauma dump plenty in the next yeah. couple episodes. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about your first and worst trip. And we'll make this international okay. because Travis likes to be a jerk and say, what do you mean the trip across town? Well, like Eric your, was like, well, we'll do our first hey, trip. Okay, let's say this. It can be your first international trip or it can be your first – like trip out of your state. Let's say that okay. first out of state trip. Well, so this that, can be, that was all I was asking. There Eric you was you got to define it because yeah. there's a trip to a grocery store. There's a trip to the town next door. It's a trip to somewhere. It's <laughs> a trip ahead, to like your grandparents Jack. house. Like, what are you talking about here? First is our honeymoon. That was the first time I left the country. The, oh no. Out that's of not the true. state or out of the country? I watched the, out of the country. No, we drove across the border to Tijuana. Does that count? Yes. That's okay, that was my first then. And I got that's when I got my dreadlocks, babe. Travis oh, yeah. loves oh we I'm gonna dig up a picture. picture. Nope. We're gonna we we're gonna show you guys that. a picture of Jack. No, we dreadlocks. really are. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> yes. worth it. I thought that was so cool. And, okay, and I left him in for a day because it gave me the worst headache ever. It it's worth terrible. it. So was that your worst? No. My worst was New Zealand. Do you remember that? And I don't even remember you made a post about it because it was like six things in a row. Yeah. Where, like, we were already at a super bad point, like, between the two of us. In our marriage. In yeah. our marriage. It was, like, probably the worst our marriage ever Let's go was. to New Zealand. I know, right? Yeah. Well, the, we'd already planned it, and it was just, like, a series of unfortunate, unfortunate events. events. Yeah. Yeah. But then it and was, then like. And then a series of unfortunate events followed us continued. to New Zealand. Because you sat, it was, it was, you dropped your phone first. We, that's what started it. It was in that I think that was town. afterwards. That, that's what started it because it was we were flying from Christchurch or wherever no, but, over to Christchurch. Before that, though, uh, we had already lost. Somebody stole our wallet. That, that was had, after that. That was in. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. This, don't look at me. Here. No, it was. So, okay. I feel like a marriage counselor right now. So we lost $500 because someone stole our wallet. We it wasn't even stole it though. I think I dropped it. That was the most annoying part too. Was probably. I don't know where it we was. dropped it like out of Pro- the suitcase or something. Probably yeah. was your fault. Yeah. Um, and then I got a speeding ticket. Driving Multiple down New Zealand. Yeah, but we didn't know about the other ones until we got home That's and fair. we got them in the mail. Yeah. Only one where a cop actually pulled me over. Yeah. And then uh, and then I broke my phone. You literally dropped your phone and then we went back to the Airbnb that night and then you sat on the Airbnb bed and snapped the Airbnb bed. Yeah. Like you because you were mad. So you snapped it. And that's when we took the, the plane from whatever that weird town was that we flew over to Christchurch. Yeah. And then, and then we have got charged like three times the amount for our bags getting on that plane because that was the only yeah. plane we took in, like into. It was a lot. It was a lot. Was and a lot then the wallet. Yeah, it was just that was rough. So I feel like a marriage counselor. What was your first trip, and was that your worst trip? <laughs> uh, my first trip, well, England, my first right? international trip was no, it was not England. It was a uh, cruise to Mexico. Uh, to Ensenada, we just went to Catalina Island in Ensenada, and then turned around. It was like a five day cruise when I was a kid. Um, the worst international trip. Um, I, I mean, it's hard to say like the whole trip, I, I guess I probably would say New Zealand just because it wasn't, it just wasn't f- like a fun time because of everything going on in our marriage at the time. But, uh, the worst like experience on a trip that turned out, you know, to be okay, but it was when we were in Costa Rica and, uh, I was there, it was right after Jackie's dad passed oh, yeah. and, 
we were looking, it was me and like four or five friends were just backpacking through a few different Central American countries. And we were going down, searching for this waterfall to jump off of. And we drove our like Nissan Xterra down this hill, like a very steep hill. We thought it had four wheel drive, which will come into the story in a second. And we get down to the bottom of this water. We paid money to get in. We drive all the way down to the bottom, get to the waterfall. It was literally like a three foot waterfall. It was horribly disappointing. We couldn't even like get in the water or jump off of anything. It was just like, all right, well, this was a massive waste of time. So we turn around and start heading back up the mountain. And uh, this one part of the hill was too steep. And turns out four wheel drive didn't work on the car. So we're literally burning out on the clay dirt that was on the the hill. The car starts sliding backwards. We all get out. We try to push it up. Nothing's working. We literally sit at the bottom of this hill for two, two and a half hours. We're just like, well, this is where we die. You know? <laughs> like, or we just hike up here and hope that the rental car company Did covers you? like lost vehicle. You know? Did you die on that mountain? Yeah. Oh. Yep. <laughs> so that's the story. Thanks for watching. Um, so we ended up this, these like expats came down there with four wheelers and found us. So they drove all the way back up, found somebody with a four wheel drive vehicle. They drove down, hooked us up and pulled us out to the next stop and we got out, but it was basically just a massive waste of a day. Cause it took us like an hour and a half to drive to find the waterfall. And then we had to drive back and we got stuck and lost. So that was kind of a, kind of a crappy experience. Wow. Yeah. Uh, was, it, was it Costa Rica we just went to? No. <laughs> That mm-hmm. we just went to. Mm-hmm. That was a crappy experience too. I'm, I'm trying to think. I was like, Jeez. I that. I couldn't remember. Holy when smoke. we landed, when our or you were on that plane, were you? When we like diverted, I was in the car with you for like, hours. Yeah, yeah, you were. Yeah, all of us together. That oh. was terrible. Thanks a lot, Jackie. Sorry, <laughs> saying that one was pretty bad too. When we got diverted, were and they were there? trying to like make us were get you back there? on a bus to drive. Were you four present hours. for that? I don't remember okay. you existing at all. That was pretty. And we all squished in that car that drove like four hours. I like that. I felt close to everybody. Um, of course you did. Especially Kyle. Lap sitting. <laughs> My first experience leaving the country was going to Navajoa, Mexico. Everyone loves Mexico. That's interesting. Because we That's lived really in California, which is basically <laughs> like Cal- two hours from the border. California <laughs> California is essentially Mexico. Yeah, Southern California. Southern California is essentially Mexico. And I mean that with utmost respect. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't cancel us on our first episode. <laughs> Not to, no, seriously. It, it, like, it very much is. Like, people are speaking Spanish. Like, most of my friend group is Spanish. Like, going to Mexico didn't feel jarring. Yeah, like, yeah. the way that, like, going to India felt jarring. Right. Um, and so, yeah. Like, well, there's not a lot of culture shock crossing no, the border. Like, yeah. you're eating yeah. literally the same food. <laughs> yeah, that's You're funny. hanging out with the same people. <laughs> you understand just as much. <laughs> like, it's the same, you know? So that was my first time out of the country. That was in like sixth grade, fifth grade. And my worst time out of the country, just, you know, not mentioning my story from before. Like if I'm just looking at like miserable experience was going to India the second time. Um, I've got, I got sick the first two times I went to India and now I feel like I'm bulletproof because like India will just like test your, <laughs> your fortitude. Your faith. <laughs> yeah. Everything. And, um, so we were, we were going to the Taj Mahal in Agra, you know, so we drove like four hours from Delhi, maybe. I feel like I'm probably going to be wrong. Um, but we had to get up really early in the morning to get to the Taj Mahal so we could be there for sunrise, which was so disappointing because it was so smoggy that day. You couldn't see freaking anything. So we got up super early and while we're there, the guy I'm with goes to the bathroom for the whole time we're there. 
and he's just sitting there. And I'm like, what's up? He's like, I just feel sick. He's like, my stomach's upset. And that's very common for anybody traveling there. So on the way back to the hotel, we stop and he pukes. And I'm like, sucks to be you. I'm good. I had my sick experience the last time I was there. We get back to the hotel. We're sharing a suite together, one bed. You know, we got the little pillow divider and all that stuff. It was a nice room. Oh. But literally right when I walked into the room, I went to the bathroom and puked. And it like started like the rest of the day through the night. Every time I would move, I would throw up. So like literally like – like, you know, when you're just so sick, like just a little movement, mm-hmm. like I would feel him shift and then I would just run to the bathroom and puke. Oh. And then we ordered room service and it was like, what's the tamest thing we can get for our stomach? India, everything's spicy, like yes. straight yeah. up. Like yeah, it, it is all spicy. Like it's one of the hardest. It's for reasons. They didn't have any like saltines and chicken noodle soup. <laughs> so I ordered tomato soup and I ordered um, crackers because I was oh, like, crackers yeah. are going to settle, settle my stomach. So I eat a cracker. I throw up. I drink Sprite. I had them bring it up, throw up. Then tomato soup. So I take a I take a bite of the soup, and it's like burning hot. And I I go puke. I look in there. There's freaking pepper flakes in the soup that they had added to make it spicy. I like that you just kept trying though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just no, I was no because I was like because there was nothing in me. Like I felt like I was literally gonna fall apart. I don't even tempt it when I'm but, sick. But I, I would say I don't eat for like three days. But all all of, <laughs> no, all of my worst experiences traveling have been India and all my best have been in India. Like India is a beautiful place, wonderful place. But the first two times I was there were awful. Like, I mean, I still have problems in my ear from the first trip there, but that's a long story. We'll talk about it a different time. Anyway, not to take too much time on that. Um, I think, thank you. Lastly, uh, let's talk a little bit about truth or myth. Oh, yes. okay. You have the list. I don't have it. I will. Head up this segment. Okay. Travis. Yeah. First and and worst or first? <laughs> okay. Are we doing first Why are you and so worst? Like, or no, first or worth? Oh, we're doing truth or myth. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I don't. I'm sorry. Just, I totally missed that. <laughs> we just. Did okay. That. Let's start over. Here's truth or myth. I just. <laughs> that's why I thought we're. Okay, are we no. doing first or worst? Anyways, truth or myth, Travis. <laughs> You're going to go first. Oh, uh, Eric, have you went first on anything yet? Okay. Sorry. We're going to start truth or myth. I'm glad we got this segment now. And we are going to go and start with you, Eric, because I don't think you went first yet. Okay. Okay. Do you have the questions? I literally have Truth or myth? Okay. <laughs> Destiny. Uh, myth. Okay. Law. No, truth. Sorry. I was lost in my Wow. Just myth. changed that uh, no, quickly. Truth. Just flippity flop. Okay. Say it again. Destiny. <laughs> truth. Okay. Law of attraction. Um, myth. Interesting. How dare you? Love at first sight. Answer carefully. Truth. I only have eyes for you. Myth. Psychics. Myth. Straight up. Myth. And lastly. I'm talking to you, psychic. Myth. <laughs> Demons. Myth. Okay. Uh, truth. No, truth. <laughs> oh my goodness. You are so confused on these truth or myths. Okay. Ask me again. The last one. Demons. Truth. Myth. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, honestly, you know what is really, really funny is that 
So like in deconstruction, that's one of the last things for me that I feel very strongly about. What? Is demons. That they stood that they do exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, Travis. You're next. Yes. Okay. That is fair. Same ones. Okay. Let's see how contradicting you are. <clears throat> truth or myth? Destiny. Mm. Myth. Did I say truth for that? Or I myth? Okay. You, you flippity flopped on that. I love how you said, flopped. let's see how contradictory you are while not having any remembrance of the first. Well, because you're going to put these next to each to other. To compare. Yeah, you oh, got yeah. this. Okay. Law of attraction. Um, mostly myth. Wait, wait. Can we just go in a circle? Just ask a question while I'll say it. Oh, yeah. Let's so that's that's do more it. sense. Okay. Okay. Starting over. Okay. Just stay, say it from the beginning. We're going to do truth or myth. Okay. We are going to do truth or myth. You go in a circle. Eric, you're going to start. Truth or myth? Myth. Oh, wait. Not yet. Sorry. Go ahead. Destiny. Truth. Myth. Myth. Wow. Outnumbered. Okay. We were supposed to do that. Truth. We're destined to do that. Or myth. Myth. Law of attraction. Can you define that really quick? Because I feel like I'm going to say myth. I would view laws of attraction as like, if you do something enough times, like it's going to like, like goodness will come to you. Like the law of attraction. No, the law of attraction is more like, it's almost like. What well, you, like what praying, you want. It's almost like praying. personal development doctrine That's that I'm I mean, not hundred yeah. percent bought into. Like I, I think that it, like it depends I, on I your think, definition. Is like manifestation. Right. Yeah, yeah. I would say I would say <clears throat> myth in the sense of if you say something over and over again, you're going to get it. Right. I'd say truth if you act like the person who deserves the thing you're trying to manifest. Yeah, right. There's a lot of good <laughs> things that come with identity. It's like shifting your identity and believing that I you're think capable most of something. People, for the but way just most like people writing it, it down myth. on a piece of paper doesn't yeah. mean the universe is going to hand it to you on a silver myth. platter. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So if you say it like that, then I would say myth. I would say it's mostly myth. Yeah. I think there's good things about it, but if you're just like yeah. depending on that to be the thing that, that like gets you out of where that. you are, like it's not going to work. Okay. Love at first sight. Myth. Or uh, truth. I would say I would say truth. Really? I would say myth. Jeez, well, your guys' story just got interesting. <laughs> okay, go next. Okay. We can talk about that story about Travis. I was a snob when he first met no, me. I, so I, love at first sight. Were a snob. I think love, I didn't love say that sight. we had love at first sight. Oh, I'm saying I believe ouch. in love okay. at first sight. Right. What do you mean, ouch? You didn't have it either. We were in ninth grade. <laughs> Again, I, was I feel 14. like a marriage counselor. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, truth or myth? I only have eyes for you. I think this is you. a myth. Yeah, it's a wait. Wait, what? <laughs> I, said, like, I, I know you only have eyes for you, but I was going to say you. Oh, Jackie. I see. Okay. <laughs> uh, I say myth as well on this one. Wait, I, have I to think agree it's with BS. That. Now I feel myth. like we're saying, is it a myth that you only have eyes for Travis? And then that's a well, that is a myth. That is a myth as well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'm the most attractive woman in the entire world. Like, it's impossible it's to not, not think other people. Even are if also I was attractive. the most Just attractive woman in the entire world. Just research. We're going off Psychics. Myth. Yeah, I'm gonna go with a hard myth on this. If one. you're watching, you're a psychic. You already knew my answer, but it's myth. <laughs> I'm gonna agree, myth, on that one. All right. I feel like I need to go first on one of these because then it just looks like I'm copying you. You're guys literally like running that. the segment. You can. Yeah. Okay. Truth or myth for myself? Demons. I I'm gonna be like I'm. Not, I say I want to delete this one, but that one I think is true. Eric. 
I'm tempted to say true. I feel like that's one of the things that I have a hard time still struggling letting go of is that there's some force out there. Okay. Sure. I, I'll say myth. Okay. Well, <laughs> I think you know that there, the there's positive or negative forces, but like literal demons Actual that demons. are trying to prevent you from. I think being all a of person. these, if you get into the definitions, you start having a more nuanced conversation. Yeah, I think these just need to be a quick, like, what okay. you think of is myth. Okay. All right. <laughs> Truth. That okay. is all for truth and myth that we have. Right. Cool. Well, hopefully that helped you understand this better. I'm more confused than ever. So I hope that was helpful <laughs> this is to gonna you. going to be segments of marriage counseling but, and Eric feeling confused. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for watching. See? <laughs> Perfect face. <laughs> what? Huh? Oh, See you this time next week. <laughs> no, I think I no, I, I honestly I love that there's so many seeds of conversation I think we're going to have fleshed out. Agreed. But right now, I'm mainly confused. That's thank a wrap. You. That's a wrap. We are all confused. Thank you for listening to the Figuring It Out podcast. If you appreciated the content on the show, be sure to leave a five-star rating and review and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. For more information about the show, visit www.figuringitout.tv or connect with us anywhere on social media with the handle figuringitout.tv.